Shalom, shalom, shalom. Welcome to the 12 Cities in Israel podcast. My name is Michael Sano. I'm Rachel Villegas. And as I said, this is the 12 Cities in Israel podcast. Welcome. Um, first off, like I've been doing, um, let me read a couple of messages from two of our sponsors. I connect. Engagement with Israel that earns you rewards. Earn points and connect with Israel with articles, games, quizzes, polls, and more. So what exactly is iConnect? Well, iConnect is a social gaming platform where you can play, earn points, and receive cool prizes all for free. Their goal is to help you stay connected with Israel no matter where on the globe you are. Now, why should you play? Because iConnect introduces you to a unique way to acquaint yourself with all things Israel while working towards winning once in a lifetime experiences. So head on over to www.iconnect.co.il, www.iconnect.co.il and start playing now. Our next wonderful sponsor is Israel Phones. Israel Phones is the leading provider of communication devices for people traveling to Israel. Israel Phones offers SIM cards, MiFi devices, which are mobile Wi-Fi hotspots, travel products, and serves the connectivity needs of tour groups, synagogues, schools, community missions, study programs, and individuals supplying international prepaid SIM cards, cell phones, and USB portable modem hotspot rentals. Israel Phones consistently provides dedicated support for your travel cell, cutting-edge technology, and has competitive prices. For more information on what Israel Phones can do for you on your next trip to Israel, visit www.israelphones.com. That is www.israelphones.com. Okay, welcome to the show. Um, my headphones are very low. I'm going to raise up the volume on that. Hey, there we go. How are yours? I'm good. Okay, cool. Um, so, welcome to episode four. Four. Yay. Arba. All right, so unlike the prequel to Star Wars, episode four is going to be cool and good. Wow. <laughs> that was harsh. Um, sorry, George. Um, we love you, though. Up front, uh, we are going to talk about, and I swear, I swear, I swear, we're going to talk about what the subject of this episode is. So I'll state what the subject of this episode is in the beginning, which will... Hold them accountable. <laughs> yes, absolutely. It will force me to stay on track. So the subject of this episode is... Ben Gurion University in the city of Beersheba. Yes, we're going to talk about the overseas program. We're going to talk about our experiences with it. There's probably going to be about 37 different episodes on Ben Gurion because there is so much stuff for us to talk about. From my two experiences at Ulpan, and we'll explain what Ulpan is, and from our experience um, together. First, though, I have to, and I have to, I have to, I have to. I said that this um, podcast is about honesty. It's about learning. It's about being correct. It's about um, not not politically correct, but being correct and accurate. Um, yeah, we're PC is going to hopefully, I mean, we're going to try to be nice, but we might, we're not going to talk about it. Um, so. Uh, in the last episode, I gave a rundown on what brought the Ashkenazim. We were talking about diversity and what brought the Ashkenazim to what eventually became the state of Israel. And I had said um, the end of the Portuguese Inquisition was in the late 1800s, early 1900s. I thought like 1930s. I was way off. I'm sorry, 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 Dr. Middleman. The actual date, and I wrote it in my notes... <laughs> so very professional um was 18 are you ready 54 21 dang it so 200 years ago the technically it was still the spanish inquisition it was just the uh it was the portuguese franchise like you know franchises for mcdonald's and stuff like that um it ended in 1821 okay um it was still like eh 
going on. I mean, they didn't shake off their anti-Semitism. Mm-hmm. It didn't just like automatically end. But as a governmental practice, it was abolished, ended. Um, so sorry again, Dr. Middleman. Um, I apologize. But be proud. I went on the record. Um, our next one is so totally embarrassing for me. So incredibly, incredibly embarrassing. And as soon as I said it, I was, I remember on the episode when, when we were, when we were shooting it, as soon as I said it, I knew I was wrong, but, um, and I think I said, if I'm wrong, you know, whatever. Well, I was way wrong. Well, not way wrong. It was still Eastern Europe. I said, uh, Theodore Herzl was born in Prague. Um, in, uh, the Czech Republic, I was wrong. Do you know where he was born? I didn't study for this test. Well, no, come on. <laughs> guess. Give me a good college try. This is Eastern Europe. Yes. Is it a Slavic country? <laughs> <laughs> well, yeah, it's Eastern Europe, bro. I don't know. All right. Do you give up? Does it start with a U? No. Which no. one is you? I don't know. I don't even Slavic. think there is one. I think it starts with the U, but I'm probably wrong. All right, you are. You're way wrong. Cool. <laughs> it's uh, Budapest, Hungary. In Hungary? Yeah, he was a Hungarian Jew, and I knew that, and I got it way wrong. So I it, so the the episode three went up, so I'm waiting for comments on you. Moron, blah, 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 blah. But... Um, for all those who are going to leave nasty comments, um, we apologize. <laughs> I apologize personally, and I'm I'm. Uh, so he was not born in Budapest, though. This is the crazy part. He was born in Pest. Okay, so Budapest. He was born in 1860 um, on May 2nd. I wrote it down so I would get it exactly right, and. He was born in the city of Pest and Budapest in 1873 was three different cities that were united into one city. So it was the city of Pest, the city of Buda, and the city of Obuda. So okay. they became all three of those united. Um, in 1873 to become Budapest. So that's fun fact. I love fun facts. I don't know if you watch my videos, um, our videos where I do the, the travel vlogs, helpful tips and stuff, but I always put quick facts in the bottom. Um, the dehydration one has quick fact. You're going to die or something (laughs) like that. Um, the last note, the last correction I have is Paolo Tzion which I had said that Ben Gurion, and this is a good segue for Ben Gurion University, um, was Ben Gurion was a member in Poland, and it was uh, it was a Marxist Zionist Jewish Workers Foundation in Poland and uh, Eastern Europe and the Russian Empire. Um, that split with another Marxist Jewish organization called the Bund, which didn't support Zionism. Um, and we'll talk about Zionism. I'll teach you about Zionism. Um, there's some really interesting stuff. A lot of misconceptions, um, a lot of misunderstandings about exactly what Zionism is. And Zionism's different things to different people. Um, but to the members of Poelitzion and Ben Gurion, it was establishing themselves in what would become the Holy Land, or what was the Holy Land, and what would become the state, uh, the Jewish state. Um, and one of the is it the biggest? I don't think it's the biggest. It might be the biggest. I know it was not. The first, but Ben Gurion University is in Beersheba, southern Israel. Gateway the Negev. I I came up with a different name for it though. What? It's the jewel of the Negev. That's All th- pretty. Yeah, right. That's pretty cool. Although a lot, which 
is right on the water. They could probably steal that, but I won't let them. I'll talk to the mayor. Um, copyrighted. Like, copyrighted. Um, I'm serious. Beersheva, if if mayor of Beersheva, my friend um, uh, Malka Reisner, who is the international, I think she's, what's her title? International liaison. Um, I'm going to talk to her about that. The jewel of the Negev. That's, that's cool. So the jewel of the Negev, jewels shimmer. Okay. I'm going somewhere with this. Of course. So jewels shimmer. And first thing in the morning, when we were at Ben Gurion University, my friend sitting across from the table would leave her dorm room to go where? To the pool. Which was shimmering. <laughs> Tell them about the pool. Ah, uh, okay. So it was like Wasn't it salt? I don't remember. Was it a saltwater pool? One was a saltwater pool, but that was like the regular pool. I wasn't like the lap pool. So I didn't even get to get the tan I wanted, but that's Ooh, I'm so sorry. Because it was shaded. But your cat just scared the life out of me. Yeah, the <laughs> we have a so this studio is in my home and uh Tabitha Tabitha and I said her name and she came right over. Um she wanders around and we're terrified that she's gonna knock over Anything. the lights or the she's good though. She she stays out. I mean she's a cat. Yeah. Cats, cats are cats. She's good. But yeah, um, every morning, hopefully, ideally, I would go to the pool. So if you I could, could wake swim. up. Yeah, because I'd have to go before class. So I'd go at like 5 a.m. <clears throat> but you were up at like 5 a.m. also. I know. But that's your normal. That's not my normal. I'm not a morning person. <laughs> I, I am. I'm ridiculously a morning person. I enjoy the morning because I feel like I'm missing out. So it's funny. I was in the military for a number of years and then, um, and being in the military, I was in for like 10 years. And when you get, when you're forced to wake up, you careful. Um, I'm such a dad. Yeah. Um, she's opening a bottle of water right above my laptop. So I am not um, on the table. So, uh, your first inclination when you get out of the military is to sleep until like three o'clock in the afternoon. <laughs> so yeah, noon. Um, so, but I felt like I was missing out on a lot. So um, I get up early in the morning. Now. I don't realize how much I miss. Like if I had a choice and I have nothing to do, then I will gladly sleep until noon. But then I'm like, it's two o'clock and I've done nothing. But then if I wake up at seven randomly and I'm like, there's so much time left in the day. It freaks me out. <laughs> well, from the Dalit dorms, it, was, it wasn't just getting up early and going swimming. It was getting up early and literally walking oh, yeah. it was to the walk. <laughs> other side of the campus because the pool is right next to the Gimmel. train station. That's closer to the Gimmel dorm. Oh, right? it's across the street from the Gimmel dorms. Must have been nice. <laughs> it was. The, and I like the Gimmel dorms. No, nothing against the Dalit people who run it or Dalit, anything. all day, every day. That's the only option I had. <laughs> no way, man. And um, Mot so my friend Moti, I speak about my friend Moti all the time, and I'll tell you um, what Moti does. Moti works for Ben Gurion University, and he is the manager of the Gimmel dorms. And he's he he's amazing. He can do anything with his hands. He can build it. He, he's like MacGyver and the Army Corps of Engineers all rolled into one. He's amazing. And uh, he's got a really wonderful. He's actually got a really great diverse staff. I don't. It's funny because people people make a lot of comments about the exclusionary nature of Israel. But the Dalit dorms. um have everyone Gimmel dorms Gimmel. he's he's got every i i don't know who works at the dalit dorms because i didn't really spend much time interacting uh with those people but i know for a fact that moti's got people working under him who are arab who are ethiopian jews who are mizraki Sephardi jews who are um ashkenazi you get some kids who do work study 
they work on campus so they can make, mm-hmm. you know, and it's not like work study here. It's a full-time job. They have a full-time job working at the dorms and they go to school. So, wow. um, but the hilarious, 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 um, side note to the whole thing with Moti is that his daughter is now going to Ben Gurion University. No way. And she lives at Dalit. Hey. <laughs> <laughs> she lives in the tall, tall building at Dalit, um, which for her is probably good because um, he would be over all the time and I, it would be like, oh my gosh. Dad, like she's still living at home. <laughs> away. Which for Moti would be great because he, uh, he, him and Iris are sad that they're... <laughs> Their babies are moving on. Aww. But we wound up at um, Ben Gurion University because of the City College of New York. We are both graduates. We're both graduates. Woo! From the City College he of New York. graduated last week. Yeah. <laughs> Wednesday. Um, yeah. And... Uh, Dr. Middleman is the director of that program and, um, he's awesome. He's a wonderful guy. Uh, if I say Dr. Middleman, that's who I'm talking about. The, uh, the head of the Jewish studies program at city college of New York. Um, there are also a number of other people, Dr. Amy Kraka, Dr. Terry Wasserman, um, MVPs, MVPs. Who are just, I mean, it's funny because they became, all of them became like family to me. The, the, uh, they're, they're my sisters. They're who Aww. I go to when I have problems and I love them and they're my family. And, uh, then, well, then we have Shani, who's our baby sister. Hey. No, I'm just kidding. She's awesome. Um, she it was my Hebrew teacher for three semesters. Yours for two. Yeah, McClone, I correct? couldn't. Yeah, because I couldn't do Hebrew three in my senior year. I was dying. Oh, I'm sorry. <laughs> um, but she was the one who got me to fall in love with Hebrew, modern Hebrew, um, Ivrit, and I wound up doing what's called. Uh, I I wound up looking to. Um, enlarge my quiver of Hebrew vocab, understanding all of it. Um, and you know, to take steps towards fluency. And the only way to do that was in Israel. So I started looking at study abroad programs and all of the study abroad programs, uh, for Israel mentioned this one word, which was Ulpan and Ulpan I'm just going to give you a quick history. Ulban is, so what happened was you had all these people from different parts of the country, uh, different parts of Europe and all over the world coming to Israel. And none of them spoke Hebrew. And even when the first signs, street signs went up in Hebrew um, in 1948, they had no idea what they said. So uh, some of them, you know, were they could sound them out because they were religious Jews and they could read the Torah and stuff like that. But on the whole, they couldn't speak Hebrew. So they came up with a program called Ulpan. And Ulpan is an intense... Boot camp. Yeah, it's boot camp <laughs> for Hebrew. And it's awesome. It's really great. And they offer it for Nuolim, which are people who have made Aliyah, which is... Uh, emigrated to Israel from other countries. And um, they also have it at every college, just about every college, Tel Aviv University, Hebrew University, Haifa University, Technion, uh, University of Haifa, I think it is actually. Um, And I have a itch in my nose. So that's why I keep making these weird faces. (laughs) If you're watching the video version, which you should Go on our YouTube channel and watch. You can you can watch all of our episodes. Um, you can download them on Stitcher, uh, Google Play, iTunes, um, Intune, and somewhere else. Spotify. All the plugs. Yes, but you can also watch our a video version of this podcast on our YouTube channel. So, um. 
So all of the universities have um, the majority of the universities in Israel have an Israel program have an Urban program for students coming from abroad. Uh, ben Gurion University has what I consider the best, but also the least expensive. Yay! Yay! Saving money. Yeah, so, and on top of that, the reason I say it's the best, it's not just the faculty at the overseas program, which is who runs the OPAN program. It is also that 50% of the population in Beersheba does not speak English at all. <laughs> I was about to say Hebrew. I'm like, no. <laughs> no, they don't. They don't speak Hebrew. Um, <laughs> no, they don't speak English. So that's... Hebrew or Arabic. <laughs> that's... Um, you got to stop. You got to let her go. I know you love her. She's petting my cat underneath the table. I need her no. to go into the other room. <laughs> go. <laughs> Sorry, babe. Um, so, yes, I'm a, I'm, a, I'm a, it's a catastrophe. So, yeah, I had to use that joke. Come on. Um, you are dead. So, 50% of the population in Beersheba does not speak English at all. All right. I, did you experience that at all? In what? In Beersheba, not being able to speak to someone. Yeah. No, the first time I heard English, it's like, you know, I described it to my friend that I made over there, Kira, that it was like a cartoon that you have the two main <laughs> characters that you always follow, and it's like they're talking in their own universe, and then all of a sudden you just like, hear this other conversation that you can also magically understand and it was like so weird it was like where were these english speaking people two weeks ago this is like my the middle of my third week and now we find people that speak english in Beersheba. oh but <laughs> it in we went up to tel aviv and it was weird because yeah. you would hear these gaggles of girls going oh my god i was <laughs> the other day and we were like doing this thing and where's the mall and uh, and we hadn't heard that in weeks. We hadn't heard anything like that in weeks. No, you know what was funny? It was the girls that, um, like, the the ones in the military. And um, <laughs> they were walking past, and all we hear is, like, with an Israeli accent, like, so cool. And I was like, Whoa. So cool. <laughs> that was funny. Well, they do. They use a lot of uh, English. Not, they use a lot of English expressions. Yeah. So, um. But hold on, I'm looking at the clock. We have a we have a couple minutes before we gotta we gotta give shout outs. But um, so we decided, I had decided the year before that because of my love of Hebrew, my love of modern Hebrew, it's it's a musical language. It's a and and it's just when you hear two people speaking Hebrew in a cafe, um. There's just a, a musical ring to it. It's really, it, it's, I, I, I'm i sure there are other languages like that, but it just flows. The oughts, the eams, the, um, the ahs, the es. It's just, it's a lot like I would imagine it's probably, a, a, no, I've heard it before. So it's a lot, you know how Italian is musical? Yeah. And how even when they're arguing, you're like, wow, I could listen to them do that <laughs> for hours. It's the same. Like, I heard Moti bitch someone out on the phone and, like, cursing Benzona, you know, all these horrible things. Um, but I was, but I could have listened to it for hours. I'm I sorry, Moti. I don't mean to put you in a salty perspective, but you're, <laughs> it, 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 I'm complimenting you. You have, um, so, yeah, there. so I fell in love with it, and I started looking. I went down and talked to Nineveh Gomez. Nineveh Gomez? Yes, That's right. Yeah. And uh, she said to me, um, now this is an honest podcast, Nineveh, so I'm sorry. I love you. But she said, um, okay, call Ben Gurion University and look into it, and there you go. And I went, uh, you guys don't do anything? No, it's you. All right, I'll, I'll call them. Uh, thanks. And I left. And I went and I called. 
And who did I speak to? I talked to John. No. The one. Jonathan Hakim. Yeah. And he set me up. He had me fill out all the paperwork. We were. uh, I was so terrible to him because I was so late with all my stuff. Yes. They, I was late too. But he was like, he was really helpful though. He was really nice. He was awesome. He doesn't work there anymore. You know that? Yeah. They, he was, uh, he, he moved on and God bless and good luck. But he's, he's alive. (laughs) Um, yes, he is. He's still alive. Don't worry, Jonathan. We're not, we're not condemning you to (laughs) Sheol. You're, you're fine. Um, he moved on. He's cursed and wanders the earth. Um, so he, he moved on and there is, I think a woman, and I haven't had the pleasure of meeting her, but I'm sure she's wonderful because it's Ben Gurion University um, and everyone that I've met there. So I wound up going over and meeting um, a bunch of wonderful people that first time. Um, and one of them has become a lifelong friend of mine, not just Motibiton, who I met, and he's my brother. Achi. He's he's my heart he's he's awesome his family is my family um but i also met one of my favorite people on the planet neely kane and you've never met her you will meet her she is the bomb she really is she's she's the kind of person that if you went to her and you said i need um a building built and I need it done in a week. She would tell you why she couldn't do it and why I was wrong for even wanting to think I could do it. And then would say, hold on, let me see what I can do. And then you would come back because realistically you can't do that. But she would come back in a week and say, okay, I built your building. Uh, wow. Yeah, she's awesome. She's the most can-do person I've ever met in my life. Um, and she was leaving, she was a student liaison and she was leaving and training Yael. Oh, so I met Yael. I know Yael. Who is the, who was the student liaison after, um, Neely. Um, and Yael is wonderful. Don't get me wrong, but, but I just, Neely Kane, you rock. Um, so I wound up going, having a wonderful time. I'll tell you more stories about that. What I want to talk about right now is Bigash came with me. So I had been before, so I had experience. And uh, we got on the plane. Her folks were at the airport. That terrified me. Um, (laughs) So much responsibility. All of a sudden, immediately. Um, And then... We got off the plane, and that was when you had Neviot for the first time. And it's it is right time here. to actually talk about Neviot. So, Neviot. Oh, yeah, I have to. Uh, I would like to mention Neviot because they're one of our sponsors. Um, so, Neviot. At its best taste, Neviot delivers you with a true combination of health and pleasure. It's based on Neviot natural mineral water, one of its kind in Israel. It is enhanced with five B-group vitamins. It's naturally sweetened and it has uh, it's low in calories. So it's only 35 to 40 calories per eight fluid ounce. It has no preservatives, no color additives. It's available in delicious indulging flavors, apple, peach, and grape. If you're in Israel, you should be drinking Neviot. For more information, check out their website, www.neviotglobal.com forward slash en forward slash home, www.neviotglobal.com forward slash en forward slash home. If you would like to get this in the United States, the best place to get it is from our other sponsor. Makolet Online. Yay. Now, their main goal is to make Israeli groceries and Judaic products affordable and available to everyone in the USA and Canada. Their online store, which 
I use and used actually this morning uh, carries items that are unavailable in most places in North America. Things like tahini, uh, excuse me, tahini, Israeli chocolates, frozen borekas, and the Neviat water that we are drinking here today at Makolat Online. You will find your favorite Israeli goods or simply enjoy brand new flavors. All of their products are kosher and most are manufactured in Israel. If you want the tastes of Israel delivered to your home, visit www.makolatonline.com. That is www.makoletonline.com and order today. Like I said, I just ordered a case 24 of Neviat in all three of the flavors in peach. So you're going to be drinking some apple. Great. I had my friend try the apple Neviat. I brought it with me after um, last week. Mm -hmm. He said it tastes like Jolly Ranchers too. It's awesome, right? Neviat. Neviat. We like to drink Neviat. That should be the ad. In America. I'm say, I'm like, is that real? <laughs> no. So she gets to Ben Gurion University. Nice segue. And uh, she gets to Ben Gurion University. I get her. No, we get to Ben Gurion Airport and I get her Neviot Peach. And then we hop on the train. It's like 12 trains, a bus, four camels. <laughs> no, um, it's we have to take the train Two camels <laughs> from Ben Gurion Airport to Hagana, Hatakana. Hatakana. That's when you're on the train. Hatakana Merkaz Haifa. Hatakana Bersheva. It was interesting hearing a male announcer like like the robot announcer. Usually it's a lady's voice. Oh yeah. But it's it's the most calming thing. I swear if the Hatakana guy had something to say to me before I went to bed, I would sleep <laughs> like a baby. Good night and welcome to your bed. So it's very accurate. <laughs> I know it's awesome. And so we had to go from Ben Gurion Airport to uh Hahaganah, which is one of the main Hahaganda's. No. Yeah, right. Um it's sorry. No, you're not terrible. That's a good joke. Come on. It's funny. It's comedy. Um it's uh the one of the main one of the main train stations in Tel Aviv. That was one of the longest train rides. I don't know. I think it's because we were tired, but like I really knocked out. There were no seats. That That's why. Remember, there were the short no one, seats. But then the second train we took, we sat down. But like getting the luggages on and off of the train. That was stressful. It was stressful because each of us had three. What we had two bags and two carry-ons. I had a backpack. I had my shoulder bag. I had your luggage. Two pieces of luggage. Yeah. And so we took you take the train to uh, Hahaganah, which is in Tel Aviv, and then you take it down to um, Beersheba. Um, north. Because the next one's the military? No, base? the next one's central. The central train station. Mer- uh, oh, that's the first Bersheva Merkaz, which is Bersheva Center, which is right next to the bus station, which is the awesomest place in the world because the mall's right there. Yeah. And mm-hmm. then the Shuk is right there. There's... Uh, okay, so we were... She was saying... Was it one episode or two episodes ago that she got lost? Oh. And uh, I was a little dumbfounded by that, which is me being kind of a jerk. So. No, I'm directionally challenged. It's okay. <laughs> Don't worry. Um, because everything radiates out from um, the center, mm-hmm. which is where the bus station the train station, uh, the mall, uh, the court, everything, everything. And city hall is not even in the center of town. 
right? I don't think it is. No, it's not. It's it's a little north of the center of town. And um, so we get there. You get to University North, and then you take all your luggage off, and we get walk. into a... Did we walk or did... Yeah, we got in a cab. No, it was a cab, but then it was still a walk, like, to find the actual place on campus where we needed to be. Oh, yeah. Well, we got off... And we went to Dalit dorms, and then the next day we went. Um, we went over to that Mexican place. Yep, I said it. We went to a Mexican place on campus at Bengurian <laughs> University. They have a Mexican restaurant. They really like Mexican food there. They do, but it's kosher, so it's not meat. It's it's vegetables and cheese and sour and cream and yumminess. It's really good, man. It's really good. And if you're a vegetarian, which a couple of the people in the group were. Israel's the country to be. <laughs> yeah. Apparently it's a super duper vegan friendly, vegetarian friendly. Um, because there are some who there, there's a big movement for vegetarianism in Israel. Um, but what's weird is you wind up being vegetarian inadvertently. Yeah, it's true. It's not like they're forcing you. It's just like there's like so many good options so that hummus. just don't have meat. And yeah. They just happen to don't have meat. It's not that they don't have it. It's um like hummus, uh what else? Sabik, which is eggplant. Falafels. Falafel. Um and all this stuff is filling. All this stuff when you're done, you're like, Oh jeez, man. No, it's the itis. I got to go home. Um, then walking to your dorm is like a journey. You know what I had? I what? had sushi in Bereshiva. Where? Because <laughs> I know there were a couple of places, but where did you have it? I don't know, but I went with Christian and we found a Japanese restaurant near oh. campus. Yael told us that it was like, you know how she said there was like a line of like different restaurants like that, like they're kind of new and they just came up. Okay. There was like a Japanese restaurant there was, I think there was an Argentinian restaurant. What? Yeah. What's an Argentinian restaurant? All the Argentinians watching this are going, what do you mean? What's yeah, that? but it was, that was just saying, I was like, I had sushi in Israel. <laughs> that is so awesome. In the middle of the desert. <laughs> now, do you remember, you know what else we had? And I swear, and I don't really get to eat this much. So it was super duper sinful and super duper awesome. But do you remember pastina? Pastina. Is that the ice cream? Nope. Think about what I just said. Pastina. Wait. Wait. Okay. No, that's the yes. one we found. Was That was like before Shabbat? That was after Shabbat. So every time. So this is my tradition when I go. Um, when, uh, when I had been going to Ben Gurion. And I do it when I'm in Israel. Um, I think it's a great tradition. Um, for those of you who have not watched the video, I wear a kippah. So what that means is that alerts others while using their judar that I am a Jew. I am a fellow Jew. You can find me. No, I'm just kidding. Although it leads to a lot of people when I'm in New York City. I You have no idea how many Orthodox women have come up to me and said and asked for directions. Because they, I, but. But your kippahs are pretty. They're blue. Aww. Like you have colorful ones. Thank you. But what the kippah means is that I am observant. Uh, some call it religious. Um, but I'm, uh, what it means is that I pray in the morning and I keep uh, the commandments. Uh, Shabbat. I keep as kosher as, uh, as I can where I live. Um. But since I'm observing, I observe Shabbat. So what I like to do when I'm in Israel is once once Shabbat's over, um, we we end it feast with a feast, but not <laughs> one that we've made, one that we pay for, one that we go somewhere, and uh, it's a really great way to go to a lot of brand new restaurants. We wound up going. Yeah. Where did we go to? We went to Geppetto, Saba Geppetto, which is... Those sandwiches. It was... I had the duck one. Yes. The duck you, one was... Oh, my God. It was so fatty. 
Oh, it was so amazing. <laughs> and then Agadir Burger. Yes, Agadir. I will die by those burgers. We, I've been, I went to Agadir. I know. Yes, I went to Agadir in Tel Aviv. Agadir, all right, I'll go into that in a sec. Agadir in Tel Aviv, and I went to Agadir in, um, and I'm kicking myself for this. I went to Agadir in Jerusalem with Neely Kane and did not have a burger because I was not hungry. I had the chips, though. And it's Agadir the chips. Uh, so, Agadir is the best, the absolute, and I'm going to get so much flack for this from other burger connoisseurs. It is the best burger in Israel. And they have the best French fries, the best cheaps in Israel. I live for Agadir. I could eat there every day. They have so much good food. Um, for those of you who are concerned, um, Agadir in uh, Jerusalem is kosher. I don't know if the one in Beersheba is kosher. I know the one in Tel Aviv is not. Um, I think the one in Beersheba is kosher. It is, like, right? Yeah, there I was a the bunch sign. of stuff in Beersheba that was kosher. Um, there's kosher McDonald's in Beersheba. Um, <laughs> at the mall. Yes, the one at the mall. The McDonald's at the Well, did you know there's a new one now? They made another one. So there's one at the mall in the bus station. Yeah. That's the one we ate at. There is now one at the mall across the street from the bus station. You know the big mall we went to? Yeah. Um, Which is where I got your Hamsa necklace. Oh, really? Yeah. I was going to find... Um, I was looking to go to Jerusalem or wherever and get you something. And I wound up at the mall. And there was a woman with a table. Like, you know, the jewelry tables yeah. that even here they've got them. And she had this black yeah. stone hamsa, and it was... It's from Beersheba? Yeah, so it's twice as... That's even more special yeah. now. <laughs> and I did that on purpose. <laughs> and so, um, what was I going to say? I was, I was McDonald's, going to, kosher. Yeah, McDonald's food. is kosher. <laughs> Agadir, um, I think is kosher. And that's what we would do when we were... Um, when he was raging. <laughs> yeah because he was starving oh my gosh yeah um me being a heathen i ate <laughs> you well I, I was oh yeah because i was fasting yeah what were what was i doing what was i don't recall but you were fasting for like almost 24 hours all of the shabbats right no, I wasn't fasting for all the Shabbats. I was fasting for one of them was a ho I was fasting for the holiday. And I can't remember what the holiday was. Mm. It's in August. Somebody's going to tell me. Bad Jew. Bad, bad Jew. You bad Jew. So um, that's that's what I mean. You got to understand. I joke about this, but this is what I hear in my skull. Okay. So I feel, yeah, I have. I'm digging in my ear that's gross um so so what bottom line what i'm what i'm getting at is that um ulpan which was this intense 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 hebrew but not so intense that it's not fun um you're not there if you don't have a vested interest in it or an yeah. interest at all and you're up at nine o'clock in the morning or you're not up at nine o'clock in the you're morning in class, class at nine. begins at nine in the morning um sunday through thursday. thursday that was different yeah right well yeah. i work sunday through thursday because of this show oh yeah that's true and i have to release things for monday morning so all of my work gets done on Sunday, mm -hmm. um, once Shabbat's over, I usually start working on this, finishing up the show mm -hmm. and doing what I need to. But it was 9 in the morning until 12.30 in the afternoon. It was 12.30? I thought it was 1. No, it was 12.30. Oh. Um, and then we were out. Yeah. So think Tuna about Tuna sandwiches. Oh, my gosh. <laughs> we'll talk about that in a sec. Remind me. So we would, yeah, we would 9 o'clock till 12 30 in the afternoon and you're free and freezing because of the ac in those rooms and you're <laughs> yeah but you're you're in a country where 12 30 if you grabbed oh, all God. your stuff 
and put it in a backpack before you before you left. You could hop on the train, which was where the uh, where the classroom was was a quick walk. It was walk. Everything is walking distance in Bersheva. Yeah, that it's was great. <laughs> Bersheva um, was a quick walk to the train. You could be on a train by like one o'clock, and you could be on the beach. In Tel Aviv in like an hour. <laughs> yeah, literally. You could be on the beach by around 3 o'clock. Yeah. Okay. And then goof off uh, and be back it, it ready for class the next day. It's, it's, we remember, do you remember? Of course you remember. You were there. And I keep throwing pictures up of it all the time. <laughs> so um, we took the train. I said, okay, everyone, grab your stuff. Um, tomorrow before class, make sure you have all your stuff in a bag and you're ready to go. Why? Well, we're going to Haifa. I want to go to Haifa. It wound up her and me just going, Bigash and me going. And then we wanted to know if Kira wanted to go. And then Christian, Christian. wound up going. Yeah. And. It was, but it was so easy to do that. And that's why the study abroad program um, in the summer at Ben Gurion University is so great. But not only are the individual things that we decided to do, there's also the um, trips that the OSP, the overseas program. Oh my God, those are fun. So I didn't go on the first one to... The Dead Sea. Yeah. Was it the Dead Sea or did you guys go to? It was, well, yeah, it was the Dead Sea. Cause you went to the Dead Sea? Yeah. I thought you guys went to the big uh, hole. No. The one that we were hiking oh. into the waterfall? The, yeah. We did that too. Oh, all right. So yeah. tell people quickly. Drink water. About that. Suntan lotion and a hat. Don't die. <laughs> no, no. Tell him. So uh, there was a trip. I said, I'm not going. Yeah. Um, Because uh, it was. I had people to see. I had, I had things to do. Yeah, had friends. Far more. <laughs> I important. had no, no friends. No, I'm just kidding. <laughs> I, no, I did have things to do. But tell them about what you did. Tell them. So they took us, I guess, up north. And they told us, like, beforehand, bring this amount of water. It's mandatory. If you do not have that in your bag, you are not allowed on the bus to go up. And it, like, you needed it. Because we hiked through, not a canyon, but, like, I, that's the only way I can describe it. But, like, in the middle of the desert that you look out, there are waterfalls, like, tall waterfalls, um in the middle of these canyons and you just like, as you keep walking further up, you see like the river getting larger and you just like hear the water, like in the distance roaring. And it's like so cool. Cause like you just turn and then this like this whole like cavern opens up. Wow. Yeah. It was so cool though. Now you guys were gone for a couple days though. It was about two days one night because we stayed overnight at the military base and then that morning or like the day of also i think we also went to the dead sea if you want to bathe in vegetable oil that's the closest you can get to what it feels like <laughs> to swim in the dead sea you really can't think did like, you guys go to mitzbaramon why does the name sound familiar because that's, that's where the, the big um there's these big craters that's that's where we saw the the meteor shower we yes. stayed in the desert overnight like all of us there was a group of us of the other students that we like took the last bus out and then we all stayed in the middle of the desert in the middle of the night before class we had class the next day too holy cow <laughs> we were dead all of us were dead i remember that so mitzvah ramon is this natural indentation it's a natural crater that um is enormous and they're only in the negative desert and parts of the sinai i think mm-hmm. um and it's the only place in the world where they exist and she got to see them i've never seen them never i've seen movies where they're in them um 
One's Wedding Doll, which is a good movie. It's kind of sad, but it's good. Um, so that's so there are tons of trips. There's tons of things to do. That it's not just an overseas program trip to Ben Gurion University is not just about going and learning Hebrew. It's yeah. about experiencing Israel. Now. You know what? I, I feel like because it's also in Beersheba, I feel like that's it's the easiest way to get to the rest of the country. Yeah. Uh, it's funny because Beersheba, when you take the map, remember yeah. when we <laughs> did the, uh, all right, so we, this is one of the cool things about it, and this is my plug for Klalit right now. Um, so all students are required to have, state health insurance um so you get a clalit plan which is got a little card yes, with your name you on a little it card and uh every time i go over i go to yeah i don't know i can't remember the name um the insurance company that i use gives me clalit and like when i went over for 10 days Oh. You got a deem? Something. <laughs> um, so uh, we get insurance and they give us this big presentation. They tell us where to go and to go to the clinics. You can even oh, get yeah. dental. You can. They tell us like the emergency clinics that are open and the ones that are open during Shabbat in case anything happens. A doctor comes to your home. I'm not even kidding. You can yeah. request a, a a nurse will come, but you can also request a doctor, and it's awesome. That's amazing. But while we're there, the whole thing reason that I'm bringing the story up is the guy took a map of Israel, yeah, pointed to Beersheba, folded the map in half, and Beersheba is literally halfway the at that the halfway point of the country. So you've got everything south down to a lot. There's, it's not empty. People do live there, but it's wide open. Um, <laughs> that's where Demona is, where the nuclear program, the nuclear reactor is. Um, I know, yeah, I know all these little fun facts. Um, fun fact. Um, but north, everything's like, I think, what was, Haifa was a two-hour trip? About, but it was like a fast two hours. It wasn't dragging. Yeah. And Akko is another half hour, 45 minutes, yeah. and the train goes up there. There is no train to Tiberias, which stinks, but that's all good. Um, I but took my, a bus to Jerusalem. That was fun. Yes. When I stayed in Jerusalem overnight, that was fun. Oh, you went? Yeah, we stayed in a hostel. We got upgraded, like, randomly, because it was four of us, and we were, it was, like, the three girls, and, or, um, forget his name. Um, which we, one? Um... He was from Mexico, like in Denny. Um, uh, Mauricio, right? I think. Yeah. We were like, we were going to be the girls and then him by himself. But then they're like, oh, you have a room to yourselves now. And we're like, great. So like we nice. all just stayed together and had like two bunk beds. It was so, That was the best. That's the experience that I will never tell my parents because if I told them I stayed in a hostel, they'd kill me. No, go ahead. You just told them. They're not going to see this episode. Oh, all right. <laughs> this one's going to be blocked. Um, this one doesn't exist to them. No, not at all. So um, that's that's just one of the things that, that uh, there are so many experiences and you're going to hear about a lot of them over the next um, over the next bunch of episodes. Uh, they'll be interjected here and there. Because there's just so many things that we did. We were there. So I didn't even explain this. The Upan is 30 days. It's yeah. 30 days. It's four weeks in Israel. And you get to see a lot of cats. Um, <laughs> you get to see a ton of cats. Uh, there are cats all over They're Israel. They're like all over campus. It's great. <laughs> but there are no rats. Yay. It's, it's very, rats that's, that's really great. Disease. So, yeah, there's tons of cats all over. There's tons of cats at the dorms. There are more cats at Gimel, though, which they I'm lay jealous. they lay in the, uh, in the, in the flower beds, yeah, <laughs> um, which is pretty awesome. And um, my favorite part, though, and this is so lame. This is so lame. 
was the cafeteria. Yes. The cafeteria, the cafeteria. was out of control. The food. Uh, all right. <laughs> so I'm a I'm a freak for fish. I love fish. Dog, Ken, dog. <laughs> dog is fish. And I, they would say, dog, Ken, dog. And I would say, yes, fish, please. Um, and it's, it, it, and it, it, so I had never had um, chickpeas with fish. So there are chickpeas in with the fish with this tomato sauce on rice. Ooh. And oil, and you'll just, you'll lose your junk. It's awesome. <laughs> I don't even know. It's amazing. So the food for me was the main reason. I would fight him for the tuna sandwiches because by the time we got out of class, it was like, because they closed the kitchens earlier in the summer. Because like yes. there's not, yeah. So like whatever was there was there. And it was like, that tuna sandwich is mine. <laughs> well, yeah. So, and this is, we're going to wind up on this. Um, we're going to wind down on this note. Uh so bag sandwiches. So that's a big thing in Israel. Sandwiches yeah. in bags. So you would go to the convenience store and you could get a little mini sub, mini tuna sub, mini like cheese and vegetable sub. That was a thing. Nothing heavy. Yeah. And what the tuna it? fish was with oil, not with mayonnaise. Oh. Which was... That was the weird thing seeing it. I was like, it looks like fish, not white. <laughs> it was so good. It was out of control. The other thing is they have these, um, we call them bagels, but they're not bagels. They're Yemenite bread and they're round and they're big. Did you ever have the melted um, cheese? No. And they, So it's this big round. It looks like My a bagel. Regrets. <laughs> two it's years later. <laughs> two slices of Swiss cheese on it. Then it's got red pepper spread. Then it's got olives. Oh, no, that's why I didn't have it. Um, but sometimes it has big cloves of garlic instead. And what they do is they take the sandwich and they put it on a panini thing oh. and they press it and it's out of control. And that is just at the coffee shops on campus at Ben Gurion University. Hope you're hungry. <laughs> so, and, and the coffee shops were amazing. Um, they were so good. Um, and there's one like all there, on every, just at every building. They were all yeah. over the place. Um, and then there's Glida Bersheva, which is downstairs from the overseas program office. And they have pizza too. So, um, all right. I got a... I gotta wind it down. We uh, we're approaching an hour, Ew. and this went this went by uh, this went by pretty quickly. But it was fun because we got to talk about something that both of us love. Um, Good. And I was back in Beersheba um, in April, so we'll talk more about Beersheba. Don't worry, we'll talk more about other cities too because we've been to a bunch of different places. Um, right now, though, I need to talk to you about two organizations um, that are very important to me. Um, one of them is LA. LA helps children with complex disabilities receive state-of-the-art medical, educational, and rehabilitative care in LA's four facilities. In addition, LA provides thousands of outpatient treatments annually. Without LA, uh, many of these children would be forced to spend their lives in hospitals with no opportunities for rehabilitation, education, and the love and warmth of a home. Please visit www.ale.org. That's www.aleh.org and see if there is a way that you can help. The next one is Schneider Children's Medical Center of Israel. Um, it is the only comprehensive tertiary care hospital of its kind in the country. And in the Middle East, offering the full range of pediatric disciplines under one roof to all children from 0 to 18. Since its establishment in 1991, Schneider Children's has revolutionized the practice of pediatric medicine in the country and been recognized as one of the leading pediatric institutions in the world. To see what you can do for them, 
please visit www.schneider.org.il forward slash eng. That's www.schneider.org.il forward slash eng. Now, what's funny about this, and this is probably way too honest, so once a week I drink Guinness and just really, really have, I have about six of them. I just get a little loopy. I sit, I watch videos on YouTube, music, all kinds of stuff. I'll watch, listen to iTunes, watch videos on iTunes. And I every I get to a point where I'm watching these Kululam videos, which are these sing-along videos that they do in Israel. And one of them is at Schneider Children's Hospital. And I just start bawling and in a drunken stupor, pull out my credit card and start start donating it's a party of um, one <laughs> yeah it is so i'll wait I, and the next day i'll tell my wife i i uh yeah i was uh yeah i gave uh x amount of money to ale last night and 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 and, and yeah and i gave the same amount to schneider so it will be coming out of the account okay hey you got to help whether you help sober or not <laughs> is <laughs> is not the point. The point is you need to help. Um, but I thought you guys would appreciate that level of honesty. That's funny, though. Um, all right. So moving on, we want to film six episodes of our full half hour length 12 cities in Israel travel show. To do this, we need to be in Israel to film. Through fundraising, we are trying to make our budget of $50,000. This will include airfare and lodging, equipment and transportation around Israel, and a host of other things that are required when on location with a crew of four people for seven weeks in another country. By giving us just $2, you can bring us closer to the $50,000 that we need and enable us to bring the full 12 cities in Israel web series to life that's our full-length show you can check out the pilot yeah you guessed it Beersheva, the pilot um on our youtube channel please check it out it's a it's we i go to a bunch of different restaurants um and my ideas and our ideas for what we want to do um are 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 just dynamic we really want to do some fun stuff with drones overhead the city get some yeah. really good get some really good uh panoramic shots we want to uh you know we want to show you guys everything that we love about israel so if you could help us out um please go to paypal go to uh our website hit the paypal button and give us two bucks all right thank you so much for joining us for the 12 cities in israel podcast do not forget to subscribe to our feed and become a part of the 12 cities in israel community you can find us on itunes you can find us on google play music you can find us on intune um stitcher and on spotify you can also check us out on our youtube channel for a video version of this podcast we'll be bringing you a brand new podcast every week uh so keep your eyes out for that um Woo. um yes so yes again to vis visiting our youtube channel and you can see the video version of this podcast and our full-length travel episode of the city of Beersheba in southern israel is there also so share it and subscribe, please. And check out our main website at 12citiesinisrael.com and our Facebook page and our Instagram where he posts brand new pictures of his travels in Israel every day. So, all right, that's it. Todorba. The heat road. The yellow bye. Bye.